All right. Welcome All back right. to welcome back to another episode of the Burning Veil podcast. I am your host Gideon, and this is my guest co-host for the day. It's Nick. Nick Lay. Nice to meet you all. <laughs> it is a pleasure to meet you as well. Um, we've actually kind of been talking for the past like hour <laughs> off off recording, getting the organic flow of life as we do. Um, but <laughs> I reached out to Nick and we kind of started talking and we got this idea for a oh yeah for an episode. Um, and it is about a malevolent evil dark creature that. Oh boy, buckle up. This is going to be a mess. Uh, the roll. only <laughs> drum roll, yeah. The only information you will ever find is a, other than this episode right here, is a podcast episode from Talking with Shadows. Marcus D and Vic Waitley did a really, really good job on this. And. I knew about it before the hand because I had a personal experience with it as well as I have a eyewitness that I spoke to a couple weeks ago and jotted her story down. She didn't want to come on the show, unfortunately, big, big tear, big sad face um, because it gave her a lot oh. of trauma and she's currently still in counseling after like 15 years after this has happened because it has given her 15 a, years 15 wow. years ago and it's given her a long PTSD issue to the point where she's she can't even have a a partner like a, a boyfriend she can't even have anybody really touch her much because it, it bothers her so are you oh, ready to get into yeah, this malevolent trauma evil? yeah so that is some bad trauma and I my heart goes Absolutely. out to her so strapped for it <laughs> so nick Absolutely. i guess i guess we should start with an introduction and i wrote a small one definitely i wrote a small one out uh you can grade me on a scale of one to ten of one okay. being it's trash ten being you nailed it on the head like a god um <laughs> <laughs> the wretch the wretch is a very interesting creature to me personally as it has so many qualities that are unlike anything else that i've seen in lore and in books and it's and in research it's strange as there is only one source that i have personally ever found anywhere even on the world wide web just one and i find that is odd as it has messed with the lives of quite a few friends, family, and even just people that are strangers to me and you. And that is my introduction. Mm. Dark and malevolent. <laughs> I grade you a 11 because like I have found nothing on the red except for like one, <laughs> one bit and like I think that's solid solid I I, solid I thought so I thought so <laughs> so I also wrote a description because you know somebody had to and I've compiled this over uh eyewitness testimonies my personal uh personal friend of mine and then uh, Talking with Shadows, the podcast episode of Talking with Shadows with Marcus D and Vic Waitley that did uh, this this same topic. Um, I recommend going and watching that for more on it. But 
the description that I have best compiled is the wretch is seen as a very sick human and either transparent or only half transparent, depending on who you are. And in one case, it's been seen as both as once by two different people in the room. So we're talking this thing has been transparent to one person in the room, but all there in, in, in by another. That gives off some weird vibes. Oh, well, that's interesting. I, I agree. Yeah, uh, that also I, kind of like helps me scratch off the list on different cryptids. It, it does. It does. Mm. It kind of narrows things down as the description goes. Um, I found this entity especially mm. disturbing and gruesome to me as I have a very, very, very long night involving this particular creature. And oh boy, was it a pain. Its skin is always a sickish <laughs> yellow, almost like a jaundice kind of color, like somebody with jaundice. Um, mm. sometimes yeah. it's been seen as missing flesh or missing organs, chest open and agape. Uh, the head is always strangely attached. Like that's, that's a common denominator. Yeah. Like, excuse me. It's always attached no matter what it looks like. It's always all there. Um, it's been known to wear outdated or clearly tattered and grimy clothes, um, it's also been seen with extremely dark circles around its eyes and pulled back lips that often reveals a very yellow, dirtyish human teeth. So no fangs. So based mm-hmm. off this description, what do you what, what kind of vibes are you getting so far? Um, most of the accounts I've heard about it, it has often given me kind of like a like like a specter kind of vibe because like when you deal with like uh spiritual entities most of the time like whether it is uh maybe like a like a ghost that has like kind of been corrupted into something else or like a like a strange demonic entity like most of the time when you're dealing with things like that and if they're malicious in any form they don't necessarily just kill humans like they are you still there? You and they drain you of like all your natural energy, and the, uh oh, I think I lost something you. Something else to people, but it always seems like it's just simply breaking you down. And I feel like if you were to die, it would ruin whatever its purpose is of draining you. It would cut off its food source. But yeah, it, uh, yep, fantastic. So the wretch, as I saw it, it it seemed like I guess like the best way I could explain it is it seems like a some kind of spiritual or demonic entity is like like a specter of some oh sort. yeah and because I, like the patterns that i picked up yeah from i can tell I you can, for a I, fact i could, I could because find, this ended up i'll, I'll go like into the experience after we're done with what i've got kind of baseline here uh, seems like such an evil the, entity the long night that i had with it, uh, it um, if it's too much up. trouble mm-hmm. it will leave somebody alone like if it, it's just too much trouble and work 
Like, so yeah, most of like the people it, that most of the accounts you, and stuff are people like that pull all they do not lead, energy out of lead you. very busy, high maintenance like lives. Like, like a, I'm a on call 24 seven. I'm this, I'm that, it, it, you know, it, 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 it doesn't, doesn't mess with people who have high lives. I mean, three out of the six cases that I could personally find were stay at home mothers or just people with no social life whatsoever that had no reason to go out to the club or go hang out after work they went home work (laughs) work home so these are people that don't really have much going for them it seems and i i agree that it yeah yeah um i only found one instance Mm -hmm. of somebody who did leave a busy lead a busy life that it tried to attach itself to and it attached itself to her for six months and she saw it. She was a nun. She saw it all around the convent. And it messed with her to the point where it finally left her alone after she spent her long nights when it would prefer to bother her. Her long nights in prayer. In a lighted room with other nuns and a priest and a lot mm-hmm. of people around. So it doesn't have it doesn't seem to want to give that psychological factor of I want others to think you're crazy. It more, more has a thought of I want no one to know mm-hmm. what I'm doing to you. And I thought that was right. kind of strange. Doing a hustle like a like a. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was that was out because everything I found it has more of a predatoristic mode of thinking, whereas. Yes. It's intelligent. Well, shoo it off, not really. I mean, it took six months of of her keeping other nuns and other people awake, constantly doing things, being around her, moving around her. There's no dark spots in the room, things like this. They just basically made it where this thing said, you're not worth it. I'm hungry and leaves. So if you can manage to keep it from feeding on somebody, it'll get hungry and mm-hmm. just move off. Which I thought was very, very strange. strange. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's kinda kinda where I figured that out. Mm-hmm. After that's the main, thinking, the, the, that, the night that, I had with it, so there, I might as well just go ahead and into that. Like a, but let me go like into the feral, mo of the like being vicious, first because we've been talking hungry, heavily, heavily about that, but we haven't explained it, it, it to, the, like, to the full. Yeah. So uh, I have wrote in the mo category: this sick and twisted creature has been known to appear and menace, even full-blown stalk someone for months only appearing at inopportune times or appearing just as you seem to have forgotten about it mm-hmm. and are ready yeah. to move on from the sight of this particular creature. And in the air and presence of this creature, it can only ah. be explained as heavy, threatening, hateful, or full of malice. And after sometimes oh, okay. up so to it's, months it's like after first appearing and just it. suddenly okay. as it was there, hmm. boom. It's gone again. This creature has been seen entering rooms, and when it's chased into that room, finding that it is no longer present, it seems for some reason, it almost seems like it needs to do this stalking for some unknown reason. 
It almost seems as as if I could talk, uh, seems to do the stock for some unknown reason. It's as if it may feed or get pleasure from the actions, but I will get into that at the end of my personal thoughts. So, going on this MO that we've laid out, I will now tell my story of the longest night of my life. Um, The longest night of my life started when I got a phone call from a friend of mine that said, Hey, I have a demon stalking me. You have a what? A demon stalking me. It's 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 got to be a demon, right? It keeps appearing and disappearing when when I least expect it. You know, like it appeared to me first when I was in the shower. Okay. Like, okay, are you sure it's just not a peeping tom and a mask out your window or something? She's like, no, it was oh. in my room, in my bathroom. All the doors are locked. All the windows are locked. Nothing's broken. Nothing's stolen. I mean, it's just like it just appeared. All of a sudden. And just as soon as it appears, not an accident. There we go. Just as soon as it appears, it just disappears, is what she told me. So, after she called me, I'm like, okay, let me get my bag together and I'll, I'll, I'll come over. So I threw a bag of clothes and a couple of other different things. You know, some holy water, a cross, a couple of other things in the, the profession. And went over. And... She had every light in the house on. Every single light in her two-story house on. Like, okay, that is strange and wild. So I asked her, you know, what's going on? And the only thing she could tell me is it, it appears in the dark. It appears in the dark. It appears in the dark. I'm like, okay, she's lost. She's gone off her cuckoo marbles. I need to call a couple more people. But I called a couple friends over to, you know, console with her and be with her while I figured out what's going on. And just for the heck of it, I turned the hall light off to see what would happen with her sitting in the living room. And with her sitting in the living room and the hall light off, after about 10 minutes of me being in the kitchen making phone calls, I heard her scream. Like, loud enough, I dropped my phone. I run in there, and I got the uh, just, just the glimpse of it stepping back into the shadow so i got a glimpse of its face moving back into the darkness and it's there in the hall like what the heck is that thing so i cleared everybody but her out of the room and it came back started menacing again and i mean you could feel the air in the room is just pure hate and spite so after a couple of other people showed up and my mentor shiro fujimoto showing up you know he's he was a priest catholic priest we we kind of started rolling down the list of things this could be so we turned the hall light on with a broom handle because i'm not going in there with that thing (laughs) i we ended up getting it into the guest bedroom there was nothing in the guest bedroom it was basically an office for her but she hadn't put anything in it because she's just moving into the house and we basically set floodlights up and everywhere but this one corner and put her in a chair in the room. And it showed up in that one corner. The first thing Shiro did is he took an entire bucket of water he had just blessed and turned into holy water, dump, and you could see it dripping off of this thing. So it's there. 
and it just looks up at him with this confused look of like, great, I'm wet, now what? Uh, he pulled out a crucifix. He started giving exorcism rites to it. Nothing. He said, okay, I know what this is. So he pulls out a silver chain and he smacks the, smacks it with the silver chain. He said he could feel the thump like you had just hit a person. No effect. Uh, so he tried to reach out and grab it and his hand went right through it. So it has a spectral aspect to it. But things can touch it as long as it's not people touching it, it appeared. Um, we did holy scriptures. We did everything in a Catholic priest's arsenal at that point. And nothing seemed to work. The only thing that seemed to work was the only place in the house it could go that was dark was this one room. So we decided, okay, we're going to try something. So we turned the light in the bathroom off. And the light in the, the hallway. We turned that off again as well. And after we turned the lights off, it just, it appeared in the bathroom and then it appeared in the hall. It's just like, boom, boom, it's gone, like teleporting. And I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, after about 12 hours of us running around this house, chasing this thing room to room, giving it rites and holy water and blessings and verses, and I keep doing it. Okay, so after giving it, chasing it around this house for 12 hours, giving rites, rituals, holy water, yada, 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 everything in a, in a priest's arsenal, it just, poof, ups and leaves, and she's never been bothered by it again. I thought that that was really, really interesting, and that's where my longest night of my life come from, because this thing was disturbing. And the entire time, I could never find a single instance of this being talking, but it spoke. I figured that would perk your interest, Nick. So, so basically, summarizing the story, you know, friend called me, she thinks it's a demon. We chased this thing around for 12 hours that night. Uh, me and my mentor, which is a priest, and a couple of other friends that are, you know, pastors and priests and, and strong in faiths. And I even had a, uh, a Norse pagan shaman friend of mine that was with us. Like, we ran around with holy water and... and pagan charms and crucifix, holy scriptures, holy oil. Like we went with the works, nothing bothered it. And you'll find this part really, really interesting. And I think you'll like this part and it'll perk your ears up kind of like a, uh, kind of like a Dotson when he's interested, it'll perk <laughs> your ears up. Um, there is no account of the wretch ever speaking whatsoever, save for this one story of mine. It spoke to me because mm -hmm. I took, uh, I carry, it's a, it's a blade that a friend of mine gave to me and his whole thing is he was really into the werewolves and the vampires thing. And his whole thing is if, if it's evil and you cut it with silver, it'll scream in pain. And that thought just popped in my head. So I'm like, okay, Banjo-Kazooie moment. And I pull a knife out. And it's a silver, actual legitimate silver blade. It's a soft metal normally, but, and it's got an edge on it. It doesn't keep an edge very well, but 
I still like it. So I reach over there and I stick it and it goes through it. Like the water will hit it and it's drenched in water and in oil. But if you reach out and grab it or you like try to stab it, it goes right through it. And as I like, uh, yeah, it seems that way. But as I like run the, the, the blade, it went like right into the forehead area, top of the head area. And it just like, like it's just sitting there and I can watch it move. And it just like looked up at me through the blade, like pulls its head up through the blade and all looks at me. And it got like this demonic looking <laughs> grin on its face. And in like the most dark gravelly voice, it's like, mm, that tickles. And then it was gone. Just like, poof, it's gone. Like this thing looked at me and said, it tickles. What we've been doing tickles. Oh crap! <laughs> and she's it, it. After that, it just poof disappeared, so and enough. she's never had a problem with it since. But every once in a while, she said she'll walk somewhere. She'll be walking somewhere. Uh, yeah, and mm-hmm. like she said, every yeah. once in a while, she'll go somewhere, or she'll be like standing in line at Walmart or something, and she'll just get the smell of rotting flesh, and she'll see it. But that is not it because it's never anywhere else and it's in and it's in a crowd, so it's not matching the MO. And she had some some psychology, uh, and she realized she's a psychology major. And she basically told me that I know what it is when it's happening. It's mm. a, basically it's a form of PTSD that's <laughs> not physical, but it's mental PTSD trauma. And it's where something you see something that's not there. Basically, mm. you like hallucinate almost. Put on more damage, but you know it's not there. But you think it's mm-hmm. there, if that makes sense. So she still sees this thing. That's how disturbing it was to her. So, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That just kind of it, it does. screams even more to me, like how, uh, some of the, uh, I guess, like spiritual phenomenon of this this kind of entity. Like it's a, uh, and like even even like aside from the trauma that it could create, it being something that can either. Uh, I don't uh, think I have. Be like a physical. I don't think I have. I'll have to look that one all up. The while not being a physical tangible thing like all at the same moment i think that's even why in that one incident where someone reported uh as you said like seeing it one way while another person simultaneously saw it another way it's almost like 
that that just gives me spiritual vibes yeah like because that, that that's kind of like because usually when something is of that nature it tests different perspectives like uh one person may be able to see something okay with i'll have to look that up someone else can't see it at all and um what is that story have you ever read this story the, yeah i'll have to look that one up and i'll have to read that it's, one because uh, that sounds really interesting really and it sounds this, really actually. similar to fitting but um, um oh, I I may even be able to find you that author. Yeah. But the um the thing in the cellar is uh, a story about um this entity and in, in the cellar that haunts a boy. And like whenever yeah. um oh yeah. Cellar. Yeah, it's really interesting because like Yeah. Um, I heard no uh, one else can a see theory. It. No one else can see it, but he is oh it's by Davy. I, I heard a H. theory Keller. from a friend of mine um, David that uh, it was actually it, my brother's wife, which I was 80s. really really surprised because uh, she's not into the paranormal thing. It's, it's a thing, really interesting story. Big. And mm. we were sitting at dinner when I was uh, when I was talking about this at dinner and explained it out. Like my brother has the theory yeah. that it's like some kind of because, ancient like, old it, like, like Lovecraftian the, the whole, style god of like the like, fae you know, or something like that, that with, with the retro but when you my sister it, and like you know my sister-in-law she like looks it, at me and she's like say a lot about like you know the, this sounds maybe, like, a lot like, like tulpa mancy how some people are more vulnerable wait a minute how do you know what a tulpa is and at this point it would be more of an egregore how do you know what and a tul- how do you know what tulpamancy like is? She's like, oh well, when I was theory. a kid, I practiced tulpamancy without knowing it, and then I and I ended up unknowingly severing that tie and creating an egregore, and oh. my parents had to call a priest and get it out of the house because I believed that it was that it had turned into a demon, so it was susceptible to things that a demon is, because the are you familiar with tulpamancy and, and egregores and all? <clears throat> Are you familiar with mm-hmm. all that? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's basically you wish and believe something into will. You believe something so strongly and will it to be that it becomes. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, like. A really, really fancy, a really, really famous, not fancy, sorry, famous uh, tulpa mm. is actually the Slender Man. Like, people people see him, people people hear him, people are taken by him. It's become a real thing, uh, based off of a, a, a story off of, a, a, you know, dollar store Reddit. Is this like uh, I think it was called No Sleep for You and... or something like that. One of them old 4chan's or something like one of them old old 90s websites um, that dealt in horror and horror stories. Yeah, I'm actually very uh, yeah, pretty by much, this, and like I've, it I've ended up evolving into a tulpa by people just believing like it. It's, it. It can it's a rather frightening and thing, especially she basically reality. told me that this sounds like a a tulpa that has gotten loose and has become what people believe of it, which is really interesting because how old is this tulpa? Mm-hmm. If it's a tulpa, let's go with this assumption for a minute. How old is it? Because it's been seen wearing garb from the mm-hmm. the, the eighteen the, the Victorian eras, the eighteen hundreds, sixteen hundreds, something like that, the Victorian era, yeah. all the way to as modern as the 1960s like i got a story of uh one of my Mm -hmm. 
one of my cousin's friend of a friend of a friend kind of thing. I don't really believe it, but he told me that he saw a creature matching this description of the wretch that was wearing a GI's clothing from Mm. Vietnam. Which is really, really weird. Because in every single story, every single story, I never get a description of the clothes other than they looked out of date and I wasn't concerned with them. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, or tattered and rough and beaded up, stained, stuff like that. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more like people are so menaced and afraid by this thing that they don't care to look at details. It's like a police officer. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He's totally an Adidas fan. I could smell that cologne mm-hmm. and them terrible running shoes. No, no, no. I'm sorry. They were Reeboks with the strap, and I could hear him playing uh, the song about the boots with the fur. Oh, Apple bottom jeans. That's what it was. That was kind of uh, odd. And, and yeah, and Ed Hardy. <laughs> Ed Hardy. Yes. Yes. But like. Or tattered and but yeah, yeah. I mean I got yeah. one last kind of beyond where you can like make a specific thing to throw at it. you, then I'm gonna throw my final thoughts. Okay. This last story is of a ER nurse. Yeah, like, which way, this is the, the lady I spoke fan. to. I got her permission <laughs> to use it. I'm not gonna use her name, even though she gave me permission to. I'm just not <laughs> all about that life. I don't want nobody bothering her. She yeah. is from uh, up in Nome and Alaska. She is from Nome, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she said she like has since moved. Flesh and uh, her husband <laughs> is stationed in the military. So they were there in, in Alaska for a good little while. She lived in Nome while he was on base. She worked at the, the Nome frightened. ER. <laughs> she said that her first encounter with the wretch was that she stepped outside off of hospital property, which is fairly common, to take a smoke break. Okay. And sure. she saw a guy sure. walk into an alley. She didn't think anything of it, but then she heard loud noises and a gunshot from the alley. Being an ER nurse, she thought somebody's in trouble. She saw somebody duck out of the alley, and when she mm-hmm. ran down that's the alley, she saw the wretch sitting there, mm-hmm. like like pretending he was shot but when he moved his hands to stand himself up there was no bullet wounds there was no blood she said that he looked like it looked almost like a crackhead and because she's a trained professional she said i'm a trained er nurse i've been in the er for 25 years i've seen things go down we've had a shooting in one of our er's so i've i've seen some stuff go down this legitimately scared me scared me to the point where I don't even remember what the face looks like. Just the smell and the fear that I had that grabbed me. She said, I dropped my entire pack of cigarettes and ran away. For the next two years, and this is the longest stalking of the wretch that I could ever find, for the next two years, when her husband would walk out of the door for work, when she'd open the door to go to her car to drive to, uh, drive to the ER, she would walk out and sitting on top of her car would be the wretch. And it would stare her down. And she said it wasn't every day. It was quite frequently. It felt like every day. 
but I would have to call out that day because I would start getting sick and I would vomit yellow bile. And I thought, huh, that's kind of interesting. That's kind of interesting. That and it pretended to, she said it pretended to act like it got shot. That's interesting. Like it was pretending to lure her. That's kind of weird. She said that after she said after two years, her husband uh, finished his last deployment, his last station, and he was not going to re up. Mm. When he laid the paperwork on the table and told her, "These are this is my DD two fourteen." For those of those in the class that don't know what a DD two fourteen is, this is my discharge papers. When he laid them on the table, she said she looked up at the end of the table and she could see it. With him in the room, she could see it. And as she picked them up, she held them and said, I'm leaving this shithole. And threw them back on the table. And when she threw them on the table, she covered that chair when she threw them down and it was gone. And she's never been bothered since. Yeah, definitely. So a little bit of a couple of breaks in MO there. Yeah, but she's Yeah, she's she's had recurring, she's had mm-hmm. hypnotherapy over it. She's had all kinds of different psychological therapies and treatments. She has the PTSD to match. Her husband divorced her over the lack of intimacy, took the kids, that kind of thing. I mean, she's got nothing to lose. By telling this story, she's got nothing to gain by telling this story because she told me she could, I could use her name. I refuse. I told her I refuse to, that's your safety, your protection. There's a lot of whack jobs out there. And two, that is a really complex Uh, story uh, for someone to be so, so afraid, trained or not to Uh, throw back, to to, uh, like be able to regurgitate constantly. And she's held the same thing. I spoke with her husband even. She let me speak with her her ex-husband. And he told me the same story, that this is what she told me 15 years ago, and this is what I believe of it. This is what I don't. I think she was in that. She watched somebody run out of that alley, and when she ran in the alley, she watched some Mm. crackhead get shot, and the dude bailed, so she went there to save him and and saw something that scared her, and her mind blocked it out and covered it with something. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's real. I'm not going to say it's not. I'm just going to say she claimed to see it. I, I think it's a wild yeah. story. She, she truly does. You can see the conviction in her face, because we did... Uh, we did a discord call so with video and all so i could see her face she she had to stop for about 30 minutes because she she started to cry at at retelling this story so she full believes it she she fully wholeheartedly believes it and i mean my heart goes out to her whether it's true or not because something happened Something happened that upset her great enough to the point where she's got this issue. Yeah. Mm. 
And it truly sounds like she believes this account. It does. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. They are they are nasty. You know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of does. It kind of does. But congratulations. We've now entered the segment where we yeah. go to our final thoughts. Yeah. Dun, dun, definitely. Dun. tactics that it used. So it, I wrote out an entire category, like and this is the longest other, section. Other, like malicious, like uh, cryptids and entities out there. The like, entire thing. Like, uh, for instance, like skinwalkers <laughs> even. So my like, final uh, thoughts. Yeah, I personally had a very like, harrowing like, night dealing with this creature. Spent some time as an apprentice for an exorcist and a paranormal scholar and hunter. Did this job for three to five years. I received a wake-up call from a close friend who lived in the already went through the other people and then already went through the story yeah so like like we even used iron and everything i already went through the story that i wrote out i forgot that i did that but i personally believe that this being is what is called a knock the ren or translated to english meaning a night eater knock the ren knock the ren well i'm doing that with a french accent or an accent Okay. It's a it's a German. It's German. Nochzerin. It's like I said. It translates to night eater or night eaters. This entity is a vampiric creature. However, instead of feasting on blood, it feeds on emotions, especially negative emotions such as fear, anger, even pity uh-huh. and loneliness. And it even has the same appearance to match the wretch, usually, as damage that it take that it took in life is reflected in death. Some of the characteristics and mannerisms, and even some of the same abilities that the wretch shows, save for the ability I'm to seem here. as if it's transparent or not to certain people, that can be explained by poor lighting or a lack of well-recorded documentation as the reports and lore on these creatures are very old and unfortunately incomplete. So the night eaters have incomplete lore. So we don't know if that's one of their abilities or not for sure, but there's nothing specifically stating they can or cannot. So it's a question mark, but everything else matches the same. Now I personally wholeheartedly believe this is a Noxerin as to me in my mind, it fits the best, as these creatures are created by mostly, most commonly after a suicide, sometimes after an accidental or wrong death. According to Germanic folklore, a person does not become a Noxaren from being bitten or scratched. Mm-hmm. The transformation happens after death, and it is not communicable. So it's not contagious. You don't bite somebody and they become one either. Noxerins are also related to sickness and disease, and some lore even states that they can be created during or after a violent and or sickness-related death. I would personally call meth and drugs in general to be considered as sickness and or a disease. So this could be some drug addict from 200 years ago that died of an overdose that was so violent and so so Mm. messed up and wrong that they've risen from the dead as a noxerin 
another thought that was presented to me was the possibility of this creature being a wraith. As lore states that holy water, exorcism rites, and as well as having an aversion to light and holy symbols and commands from a holy man or woman would do nothing. As well as which brought up the question, why would a wraith, a very rare being in folklore, want to hunt and stalk a woman who have already been through trauma, such as sexual assault, stalking, predatorial behavior of low-down dirty rats? And I specifically wrote that in there because of the fact that I personally feel that I I don't even like to call them men. Those of the male species who do these things. Right. I yeah. I personally I'm a good old Southern hick boy. Drag them out back and shoot them. No, because then that gives them a thinking of well, this is just how men are, and we've seen that in society and culture over time. Like how many men are how many women are walking around saying these men ain't nothing. All these men are the same. I mean, no, we're not. Quit looking at the bar for a husband. You might fix some of your issue. But that's neither here nor there. I'm not here to attack nobody. <laughs> so after digging after digging into the lore and reading many, many, many books, oh my god, I read probably 400 books in the past month alone, on wraiths and listening to stories, mm-hmm. the simple answer is fear. They feed off of negative emotions. Fear. They feed off of negative emotions. And lore states that fear in particular, that it's the easiest for a being that feeds off of them to create and to induce. Not to mention most lore on such things state that it is one emotion that seems to be everywhere in mass quantity. Mm-hmm. So in my conclusion, I personally believe that this is this being the wretch is either a noxian <laughs> or night eater, or a wraith or sp- of a or a wraith of some kind. So that concludes my final thoughts. So Nick, what are your final thoughts on the wretch? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I personally believe um, uh, I, I, I kind of bounce back and forth because like every time I hear a little bit more of different accounts, it, it just slaps me in another spot. But ultimately, okay. I do think this is a, a spiritual entity like caused. Interesting. By, uh, like some kind of traumatic death that uh, needs resolution that can never find it. And uh, I yeah. may even shift over on my other side that might be on the more like physical, tangible side would be the rake, actually, oddly enough. Uh, right, because, right. Because like 
there's actually been a report like since this guy's uh this thing's so um capture uh it's so so capable of making people feel traumatized like to the point of suicide it literally makes me think of that one account like back in the 60s uh with the with the wretch uh not the wretch the uh the rake that like someone actually mentioned the monster in a suicide note and he did commit suicide it was like uh i would definitely want to fact check that one more deeply but like at uh, as many like of the rake reports go like it's it's like you yeah, like you, you even have to like go into the evidence and like make sure that's like yeah, a substantial we're, report or it, not just a mere letter. But I do believe uh, yeah. it was a very convincing uh, one for me. Like, and it was a little more detailed than a lot of the other rake uh, scenarios I've heard so far. But uh, yeah, I get vibes from that because the rake is also like kind of essentially a cryptid that is terrifying and it terrifies people it's slender it has uh, uh yeah i noticed a, that uh, i noticed that as well lips and bulbous darkened i, I found two different like types of artwork middle, that some people have put like, out there it's either like it a rake-esque vaguely familiar like, zombie I guess, like, looking creature or just a full-out zombie i guess for that in the comparison uh, yeah yeah like i saw somebody took a picture of the rake that somebody had drawn and then like colored it in to match the color of jaundice colored skin yeah. while the rake is just like yeah naked. and it's like and, i i personally uh, don't believe yeah, in the rake uh, that's kind of my personal belief i think that think if i remember correctly I, I did a deep dive into the, it years uh, and years ago the, like, and the you know, base like start the, that i could find was the for, same contest like, where the, the slender man came from was the rake back to like a uh a rake look like that whole like I, I think it would be well at this point. Slenderman yeah. is more of an egregore, and I would say the rake is so that as much. But how they would have to be so believed mm-hmm. and a, so believed in the, that they can physically interact <laughs> with people and physically be. Because I mean, we have an entire we have yeah. a legitimate Wisconsin court case that came out of my previous co-host right. Bob, his town. Uh, it was like a town or two yeah. over the nature preserve where those two two girls killed their friend in the name of Slenderman to see him. Mm-hmm. Like that happened on my on my be- on on one of my friends, my old co-host's back door. Like it's it's wild, man. I was just about and to like say I that. have like, he's he's talked about like it because he he almost ended up on that jury. He almost ended up on that jury, but they discounted him because he has a lack of mobility with his knees. He can't get up and down, up and down, up and down in the chairs to leave and stuff like that a lot. So they just dismissed him. He said they probably would have chosen mm-hmm. me for that jury if it weren't for my knees. He said, I'm so glad I didn't get chosen for that trial when it all came out because I probably would have cried in the courtroom. Because that is just so sad and so bad. And, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, if you're crying because of it's it's, it's, it's a disturbing thing, I mean, that's one thing, but it, it was, it's... I I I I oh. personally don't agree with the with the sentencing they gave them but I personally don't agree with the fact that here at the end of last middle end of last year they mm-hmm. let one of the girls out uh, of the psychiatric hospital. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. to her after that. I didn't care enough. I just saw they were releasing her and 
I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah, and they were just they, they wow. That wasn't that case. wasn't that long yeah. ago. I think they it was like, like okay, what 2012 maybe. Like we got to take them off. Yeah, that's all you can say. It's just like, oh my god, wow, just wow. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that, that <laughs> I can I can oh see a court being able to morally that go that was a bad that. case. I remember when that happened. <laughs> that's just too torturous. I, my heart broke for that because at that point, to me, it was still just some silly story on the internet, and I'm like, how crazy do you have to truly believe be to believe that this thing is real? And then I had a cousin of mine call me six months later. And he's like, dude, you're not going to oh. believe what I just saw. <sighs> Crap. Okay. He he told me he was working in a construction area. Uh, they were digging up oh. old uh, old natural gas pipes and replacing them. And he said, "There, we're out here in the wild. middle of the boonies, out here in the Ocala National Forest mm-hmm. in Florida." And one of the kids that was working with us, he's brand new, fresh out of high mm-hmm. school, and he just keeps blabbering on and on and on and on and on about this slender guy. And then all of a sudden, it's dark out here and. He said, howdy doody boy, come running right across the street. And we're like, nope. And we all left and went home. So my cousin saw this thing run across the street, like tentacles flaring and all. He's like, "Uh, no, (laughs) no. Mm, mm, So mm. at that point, I then got serious of like, what could this be? And then about the time that I'm really starting to, to care about this subject because I'm like, you know, I never found an answer all those years ago. I think I'm going to look into what this could be. So I go to type into my YouTube chat where I get a lot of fun topics to jump off points from. I see Talking with Shadows has released a new episode. I'm like, okay, what with this? They did an episode on Slenderman where they talked about him being a internet tulpa. And I'm like, this matches so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Holy crap. You've cracked the case, Watson. <laughs> so, elementary, my dear Watson. Elementary. It's become something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's totally elementary. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I. Like it, it's, it, I, it's something that frightens me when it comes to like stuff like that is the idea of something. Yeah, I do. I do agree. I, there's I, no I, way that like Slenderman was not. Yeah, I also toyed with the idea totally for a good little up, while of but like 
the fact I that Slender Man really is like just people, like a demon yeah, that is out there in the wild about, that um, has internet like, connections. It's, it's within everyone, I, I personally believe. <laughs> and like, it's like, hmm, this the, seems like a good way to um, terrorize the human beings. So adopts that like, form. If you are, which I mean, um, anything is possible. Out of it, um, if if you believe in something, believe in absolutely or, nothing. If you have like a high density amount of spiritual energy and whatever you do, and if you do like some crazy like ritual including oh, yeah. murder like like you are bound to be knocking on the door of something oh yeah very very wrong and it, yeah and you will make something of that yeah and then like i i know me personally um i when i talked about my introduction story what got me into all of this uh i specifically made mm-hmm. sure i stated that uh, I the the being that I saw was probably not yeah. what it actually looked like, but that was how my mind mm-hmm. could perceive it without like, breaking oh, this is my, be my mind. Mask. This is how I'm going to want them to see me. So you know, just like how like a lot of uh, and and even in stories you'd hear like things uh, yeah. like how would you how would yeah you prefer ex- to see exactly like, and have, like, like that's a common thing and a lot of the <laughs> slender man <laughs> myths like is that like you see him and you like lose your mind if he leaves you to live. It's like how some of them would say. So for all we know, for all we know, it could be a legitimate like. And you're dark demon yourself, out there running out. around out there in the the woods of you know who knows where bfe or whatever that is legitimately snatching kids up for some reason like i don't know what a demon wants with a kid but whatever It, it could be. It could be the fear aspect. It could be the to to mm-hmm. drive up wedge in the family mm-hmm. and shatter that yeah, family. Because I mean, if there's one thing ago. that the devil loves to do, <laughs> it is mess with the family dynamic when they're healthy. Mm-hmm. That absolutely. So like, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Oh yeah, humans and uh right. human children like under the age of 10 or so and animals. Like I know I have Despite seen the innocence. Uh I used to work very closely with a lot of the <laughs> game wardens and stuff. Like I've I've known every game warden in our Absolutely. area. I'm a hunter. I like hunting. I love going out there and just mm-hmm. being in the woods. I like just hanging around. Mm-hmm. I like driving, that kind of thing. So I'm in the woods a lot. So yes. I get I get to know every mm-hmm. game warden and around. And they like, like you know, they hey, take a look at this real quick. And, and then, like, you know, they'll pull up their phone are, where they got a trail uh, camera or something where they're keeping like track on the panther population or uh, yeah, of the, of, of panther population or on black bear population or deers or whatever. And he showed one of them showed me a footage of a. Uh, a guy who walked, who's like, he's standing next to the feeder. This dude looked like disheveled and messed up and a bear come walking through there. And like immediately it got like a hundred yards from him. You could see mm-hmm. it lift its head and you could see the eyes on this bear get massive. And it just like full on Scooby-Doo backpedal and bolted. Now, black bears in this mm-hmm. area, if you get, if you get within a hundred feet of a black bear in Florida, one of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to stand up and growl at you or, or make a noise to you, make its presence known, or it's just going to turn around and leave you alone. 
because the bears here are very tame. That doesn't mean, ooh, it's a floof, pet it. No, 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 dear God, no. That's how okay. you lose a hand in your life. But they'll, they will they leave you alone. If you're walking down through the woods or whatever, they'll just veer off and leave you alone. So for a bear to backpedal and get scared like that, I don't want to know what's out there walking around near them feeders and stuff. I don't care. Not my problem. Not my monkey. Not my circus. Bye. I asked him, I asked him where this is. Oh, that's so bizarre. No, no, especially, especially not black bears, especially not black bears. What they may, what they, they have a lack of in mm-hmm. size because they're fairly small around here for a bear. They make up in for ferocity because they are vicious. If they get a hold of you. You ain't living. If it decides it wants you, you're done. Yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. But we we got off topic so bad. Right. It happens. It's exactly because yeah. like uh, last time I checked. So, what are your really final thoughts? Getting back to the topic, what are your like final thoughts on the wretch thing? Like people <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's no worries. It was just our final thoughts, and like, if it was a nice segue. <laughs> I think even yeah. on the previous, I, I like uh, concept I, about like, I just on the two that. bullets, like break versus. I can see that. I can see uh, that a lot, like and I, I kind of like, agree with the entity. spiritual aspect like, of it because I in Germanic folklore, the the Nosferatu, I'm sorry, the the night eaters are very spiritual based. A suicide made creature. Like they're extremely spiritual creatures. They are born of a spiritual problem. They are a spiritual problem. And like the the only way that I could personally find to get them to to, to go away is two ways: uh, satiating these impulses, extreme light, constantly during the nighttime hours, or what it is itself to starve them to the point where you are there. You are no longer a concern of theirs. They get so hungry, they're just like you're not worth it and leave. Who does that sound like? Because every single story of the wretch, when a light is turned on, it disappears. That's wild. I th- mm-hmm. I think this is a truly dark. I don't want to say demonic, but it's a truly dark, evil spirit for sure. And a right. night eater sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. Agreed. That is wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what agreed and like this guy. One of the things that I mm -hmm. thought was yeah, yeah, nice really interesting going along that line like, is the fact that to think of something where when you don't even know it leaves someone who's dealt with it, they usually the are like either broken or fearful like, uh, for a long time. Like, like it, 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 it sticks with them the rest of their you, life, you, even though it's gone. And that's not just a, that's not just a uh, oh trauma thing. That's not a I have PTSD like, of what issue. With. Like, that's like a, this caused a problem. Some of their spiritual permanent this thing, almost. They may. I mean, you know, like, like once they enter the, the only way that you could probably get rid of something like, like that is to mentally block it out, and that is such a task that it's not even fun because you don't control what you block out when you block stuff like that out. You don't just say, "Oh, this is a bad memory. I'm going to remove it." Like a picture yeah like like it's not a picture in your art gallery it's not a painting on your wall you can't just take that one out you you could take all of them out you could, could forget completely who you are because you've blocked it and even mm -hmm. though you have blocked it it still may bleed through in your Absolutely. dreams and your subconscious when you're vulnerable when you're just in the shower thinking it may bleed through and that's things that that's that's not that's dangerous. And and then, even then, yeah, even then, I was about to say, I was about to say, you know, let's say someone manages to mentally block that out, that issue right. they had with them. They're standing in the shower, you yeah. know, five, ten years yeah, later, and, and then a single thought, image yeah. of that face comes mm -hmm. back, and now they run I, all the I, way I, through I, that yeah. again. Ugh. Like it's the very first time all yeah, over literally. again. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even think it's possible to mentally block something like that out in my personal opinion, mm -hmm. but I'm not a psychologist. I'm not an expert. I don't know. Yeah. You can try your best to forget it. Mm -mm. Absolutely. It, it could just be one image that reminds you and you're there again. It could be years later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I don't think it's possible. And I mean, I know one person in particular, one story that they flat out say in in the years after they've lost their yep. their faith, reliving it all over in, again in in yep. God because of it in, yeah, in, in the Christian what, God. Like how because do you forget of it. that? And it's yeah. like. I've lost my faith because how could something so evil and dark happen mm -hmm. to one of his children? And that's not his fault. Yeah. That is one it thing that I tell everybody. Like, a bad thing happening yeah. like you'd have to find, just because you're guess, a child like of God kind of doesn't mean it's his fault. He specifically states, I don't the do these things imagine, to you. Like something that you can always kind of kind of use that's, to that's, that's just a note I wanted to hit there. Just for a moment. I don't know. I feel like I needed to hit that for some reason. I just kind of feel like I needed to smack that, that, yeah, smack that into the wall real quick. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Just like, Jesus ain't gonna never do nothing bad to you, G. Drop. I, I just showed how white I am right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just showed how white I really am.
God, that was terrible. I apologize to everyone in the rap and hip hop culture. <laughs> I apologize from the bottom of my heart. Oh my God. The burning vanilla bean. Oh my God. Burning vanilla ice. Yeah, that sounded like a good mic drop to me. <laughs> and it sounds like we're the Catholic Church coming back for hip hop. Oh God, let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. God, no. That was a terrible joke. It, I need to edit was, that out. Uh... <laughs> I'm gonna edit that out. <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. It was it was perfect. <laughs> You're welcome. I have terrible humor. It's either really dark or really dry. Kinda like yes, my ex. We we will for the next episode. Oh, that was episode a burn. To the burning vanilla bean. <laughs> well, welcome back to the burning burning veil where we burn you. <laughs> Oh. And not in a fun we'll, way. We'll take that out. <laughs> yeah. But oh, no, uh, no, I think that's no. kind of all we got. So, I mean, I think that's a wrap up on that. Do you have anything more you want to uh, add or say about the ranch? Yeah, no, or... we, don't, we don't need a crusade. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I I agree 100% be safe. But then again, I'm also of the same mind of I, I am a concealed weapon holder. And I agree with, uh, I think it's Marcus D on Talking with Shadows. I'm surprised more cryptid and, and demon stories don't end with, and then I whipped out my gun. My, my, my quiet like, head going down. Like Bigfoot, Bigfoot throwing rocks at your cabin. Then I whipped out my gun. Bigfoot throwing rocks at your cabin. You know, a wolf man runs across the road, and then I whipped out my gun. <laughs> it would do no good against the ladder because you know such such a burn, such a burn. <laughs> yeah, we weren't a burn. <laughs> Absolutely. This was, I guess I would just end it with like, if anyone, <laughs> I, I now want a sitcom, they would consider anything like this. If you hear something in the alleyway, if you see something in a parking lot that doesn't seem quite right. Yes, I I now want a, a like a two and a half men style sitcom of me, you, this. and like whoever else we it. want to like go He's around like, ghost hunting around the U.S. Where I'm trigger happy and you're negotiation happy. I mean, like the first episode. Yeah, like the first episode, like opens like the pilot episode opens <laughs> with you trying like pouring tea and trying to negotiate with a werewolf. <laughs> Like, would you like Earl Grey? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a Tommy gun, and I'm just firing at the bushes, and then I stop, and a raccoon runs out. You know, like, 
Well, that's why we're going to make good balance because I'm I'm like a hardcore negotiator. Yeah. Like even when it's probably not yeah. advisable. I mean, so I, like, I now I'm, want I'm a, a sitcom like of this. Like, and like, I see something that's oh like, it looks like it's that's slimy amazing. and like creepy. We need, like we definitely are going to have to do a lot more. I'm like, hey, buddy. Hey. We're 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 I'm definitely okay. gonna have are to you, do. Are you hungry? I'm not gonna touch you because you're probably. And I mean, like, I can see like Please don't one part eyes. of the episode is like we're out in the middle of the the boonie <laughs> but, uh, somewhere, and we're like, like you're negotiating like, with a werewolf. I'm loading yeah, guns, and Bigfoot like, walks up. What y'all doing on my front lawn? Take a shotgun, Bigfoot. We have werewolves to hunt. Like, I am the one. Okay, racks around. Yeah. Oh no, we want him on our team. If he runs out of ammo, he can just run up there and rip him in half. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Like, oh, hold on. Who then we get a. Shells? Then we Who get half of an shells? Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> yeah. Then we get an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie when Bigfoot drops the gun. Like, I'll put that cookie down. <laughs> Gideon's been shooting at the bushes for fifteen minutes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like yeah. yeah. Throws him down a ravine. Bye bye, Benny. Seen from the predator, just leaves flying everywhere. <laughs> Bullet tracers shooting through everything. <laughs> That's so terrible. It's hilarious. Yes. It was a cryptid fire. I, I think we are at the end of this. So let me let me go. We ahead. will. We will. I'm, I'm getting a good vibe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you better split this one out, Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, we were worried, but then he threw a boulder at it again. Always. Always. Yeah. <laughs> he like puts someone on a trunk and like goes stick around. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think I think we're at the end of the line, my friend.